back to 32 fans in 32 days. Akiva, how are you today? I'm doing as well as the Jets, which is, uh, I'm doing great, but I'm probably not going to make the playoffs of life. Yeah, your team keeps winning and moving down the standings. Listen, it's better than losing and moving up the, no, it's probably worse than moving and losing up the standings. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, it was an unimpressive three-point win against the terrible Cowboys, and so, you know, the voters just weren't impressed. Yeah, they do lose points for not blowing out a bad team on the road, I guess. But it's exciting still. Both of our teams are 9-5. and five. You know, this is the thing. If you guys make the playoffs, you will have earned it because two tough games coming up. you got the Patriots this week. Then you have to go at Buffalo, play Rex Ryan again, who beat you in New York. Uh, you know, in Yeah, but the Bills are falling apart, so that might be, the you know, a lot easier than it looked three weeks ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced the Bills are falling apart. You know, they... The, the game against, you know, Washington had a lot more to play for. Their defense has fallen apart, that's for sure. Tyrod Taylor still looks like a very good quarterback uh, going into the future. But let's, uh, you know, let's get right to it this week. We have a lot to cover. Uh, let's start with last week, actually. Last week, you uh, you beat me in uh, guessing uh, winners and losers. Actually, it was the first time since week five that you beat me. We've had a few ties in between that. But uh, we still have Monday night's game to go, and we've both taken New Orleans. But in the first 15 games of the week, you went 12-3, and three, I went 11-4. and four. Uh, and that's because I, I foolishly took the Colts at home, and I took the Giants to win. Let's start with that Carolina at New York game. One of the most exciting games of the year for a variety of reasons. Uh, yeah, it was exciting. Uh, you know, this controversy today is like uh, is obviously overshadowing. If if they took a bat, and we're we're just like hearing that you know they were having they had the bats on the field. You heard about this? Yeah, this is so stupid, but yeah. <laughs> so like I I listen I and also here I'll tell you what's uh, what's the most hypocritical part of this whole thing. You have people complaining that Coughlin lost control of Odell Beckham. Did you read the the amazing like Boston Globe article yesterday about Alex Guerrero and Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah. How the, yeah, the, he's, so he's Tom Brady can do whatever he wants. Like they might pay Alex Guerrero for all we know millions of dollars a year, maybe even supplementing the cap. I don't. That was just like that, an that, implication. That's what Drew McGarry implied on Twitter, but you know, right. It's so not impossible. Just to make Tom Brady happy. So what what is Coughlin supposed to do? Is he supposed to sp- suspend the best player on his team? And just give up on the season. No. I, I don't understand why people are like blaming Coughlin for Beckham going nuts. I'm not I'm also not sure why Beckham went nuts. You know, all right, he, he has a big matchup against the best corner in the league. He drops a wide open touchdown on the first possession. But then like, why are you so mad? I didn't understand what you know. Let me ask you, do you think he should be suspended? And if so, for how long? It's very it's, see, there's not a ton of precedent for suspending guy just for like a bunch of personal fouls. So, so Talib is the only suspension this year for personal foul, I think. Uh, and he, like, tried to take someone's eye out. But I, I guess with the head injury stuff, if you want to suspend him for taking a run and Norman and Finnegan, you can. I, I'm, like, 50-50, but I feel like this is, like, a Skip Bayless conversation. Yeah, I, well, I was surprised that there's such a consensus here. And then ESPN poll had, like, 85% of people wanted him suspended, uh, including most Giants fans, uh, which really did surprise me. You know, there's two separate arguments here. So, first of all, the argument is how many misconduct 15-yard penalties can you get, unnecessary roughness, et cetera. Right. Maybe maybe it's like per- technicals. that. Maybe yeah, exactly. They could... uh, well, yeah. So, one argument you can make, it's not like that now, but maybe they can change the rule to make it like a technical foul or a yellow card in soccer. You get one, you're in the game. You get another one, you're thrown out. Uh, by the time it gets to third, that shouldn't have happened. But uh, forget about that because that's not the rule. And so, I don't think you can punish him for that. Or at least you can't suspend him, but you can certainly fine him. I think the, the hit that he gave to Norman, you have to be suspended at least two games for that. Because no, you've two already games had, is like murder. Two games is what Ray Wright's got. When you run and launch and try and injure a guy in the course of the game, you get suspended for that. Yeah. This wasn't even in the game. This was after a play. The, the, you know, it's again, you know, we talked about this during baseball season. When, uh, you know, Chase Utley, 
he did something to help his team win. And possibly he did it in a way that didn't take into effect the possible health risks to the guy he was doing it to. But it's much worse. This wasn't part of the game. This was just the only purpose was to try and give Josh Norman a concussion. And I just don't understand how he doesn't get suspended for that. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, obviously as a Vikings fan, I have an incentive here because they're playing the Vikings this week. And Odell Beckham Jr. really is the uh, the Giants' entire offense. And they have a bad defense, so he's really their whole team. Well, it's not to totally discredit Eli, but yeah, Eli throwing it up to Beckham is, is their offense. All right, Akiva, late-breaking news. Uh, as we are recording, we just discovered that Odell Beckham is going to be suspended for one game. Yeah, how how annoying is that if you have him in your fantasy championship? Yeah, it's uh, it's this fantasy championships. He's a I wouldn't even know. Stuff. I literally don't even – like there were guys starting this week that people mentioned, and I didn't even know they are because I've been out of it for so long. Yeah. And this was the perfect year to uh, be out of it because – there was just so much craziness, especially at running back that, you know. Yeah. So so Odell, Odell is suspended for Sunday. Uh, by the way, these reports that he felt threatened by the bat-wielding Panthers guy, mm-hmm. and that and that's why he acted this way. Can you explain yeah. to me why? If no, somebody... I, no, uh, no, I don't care. Next story. <laughs> well, you really don't care about Odell Beckham. No, nah, this story. The, week, the biggest. You know what? Yeah, but this is like this is like not first take. I don't care about this. I care about who's going to win the games. All right. Well, uh, I think that with him out of the game, the Vikings are in a much better position to win that game. But we'll Oh, yeah, yeah. They're not going to win that game. If you want to talk about it from this, that perspective, fine. So, yeah, I mean, I think this eliminates the Giants from the playoffs now because, well, they, they still could make it depending on what happened with Philly and Washington. This I mean, we love talking about, like, the flex stuff. So now NBC really screwed the pooch on this game. Like, this is a boring, irrelevant game. Well, there's still – what better game is there? There's Washington-Philly, but that's already on Saturday night. Well, the uh, answer – well, there's a there's a very simple answer. I was talking to a friend of the podcast, Harold. He pointed out that they wasted the te- the Patriots' last game on Patriots-Texans when they could have had Patriots-Jets this week. Yeah, so, yes, but Patriots-Jets would have been the one protected by CBS. That's the best CBS game of the day. Yeah, so that it's possible that would have been protected. We don't know. I, I haven't – there's no list this year, but – Yeah, but there's no other game they would – who else are they going to protect? India, they, you Miami? only protect like three games in five weeks or four games in Oh, six I, thought you pre- I thought you could no, you don't get one week. No, ga- you don't okay. get one game a week, no. Oh, well, I think Vikings-Giants is still a good game because the Giants are in a must-win to make the playoffs. And the and the Vikings, you know, to win the division or must win. So actually, let's let's discuss something else. I also had a conversation with Harold Rosegar in front of the podcast today. And what he contacted me to ask me is why the Vikings have not clinched the playoffs. They're nine and five. Mm-hmm. And even if they lose their last two games, the only other, you know, Atlanta could also be nine and seven if they won their last two games. But the Vikings beat Atlanta head to head. So I did some research, and I'm a guy who loves tiebreakers and following the rules and the intricacies. You know, sure. Even, even, so in the pre- even in the preseason, when you were making predictions, I said, "Well, I think they're going to have a nine to three record in common opponents." And so that you know, so I, I love projecting all this stuff out, and I cannot figure out what the explanation is here. The explanation that was, you know, that I found on a website of how the Vikings could miss the playoffs is if the Vikings, Seattle, and Atlanta all ended at nine and seven. So Vikings and Seattle lose out, Atlanta wins out. Three teams. Head-to-head doesn't apply because Seattle beat the Vikings and the Vikings beat Atlanta, but neither team lost or beat both of the other teams. Which, by the way, I think that should be incorrect. If one team beats another and another beats another, I think that's your answer right there. Leave that leave that for side for the moment. So then the next thing you go to is conference record, which would be the same in this circumstance. And then the next thing you go to is common opponents. Common opponents, Seattle has a better record than common opponents. Then what it said, and this is the part that made no sense. So Seattle, and first of all, there's a distinction between when you have a three or, or more team tiebreaker, do you take the first team off the top or do you drop the bottom team off the bottom, right? Because those can right. lead to different results. Uh, and what the NFL does, what most leagues do, is you take the first team off the top. So Seattle has the best common opponents record. They move on. Fine. Now you're left with Minnesota and Atlanta. Now, the way I've always understood the rules, and I double-check the rules, and this is correct, once you eliminate a team, you restart from the beginning with the remaining teams. So you go to Vikings-Atlanta, and the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. The Vikings beat Atlanta. 
But what, but what this article I read said is that Seattle would get ahead because of the common opponents, and then Atlanta would get ahead of the Vikings because of scoring differential, because presumably if Atlanta wins their last two games and the Vikings lose their last two games, Atlanta will make up the difference in scoring differential. So why would you go to scoring differential? Why would you skip head-to-head? It, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Once Seattle's in the playoffs, now you have a two-team tiebreaker between Minnesota and Atlanta. I mean, if you really want me to look into it, I can look into it after the podcast. All right. Yeah, and then you can tweet an update because I've been doing research and this doesn't make any sense to me. By the way, one of the interesting foibles that I've always loved about NFL tiebreaking is the fact that the way they do it when you have a multiple team tiebreak is first, you only allow one team in each division to advance to the interdivisional race. Correct. So, Correct. So, and the consequence of that. Because they don't, because the third team in the division isn't getting any pen, isn't getting any rewards here. Yeah. But, but the irony is that the team in that division who would win the tiebreaker against the teams in the other divisions always doesn't make it. Right. And, and let me explain right. why. Because division and conference have different tiebreaking mechanisms. The first tiebreaker, again, head-to-head is obviously first of all, but the first tiebreaker after that among conference is conference uh, record. The right. first tiebreaker in the division is division record. But in, in both cases, the next tiebreaker is common opponents. And because in a division your common opponents are the same in the other conference – and the only games that you don't have common opponents are two of your conference teams. So actually, so as an example, let's say the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets were all 9-7, and seven, and they all went 3-3 three and three in the division. And, and the Bills were 6-6 six and six in the conference, and the Dolphins were 7-5 and five in the conference, and the Jets were 5-7 and seven in the conference. If the Jets have the worst record in the conference, that means they have the best record among common opponents because it means that they lost two more in the conference. It means they won two more against the NFC, which are common opponents. And the losses at home in the conference were against teams that they only played, you know, those two games that each team plays different, which means that the team that would advance of those three would be the team with the worst conference record. So the Jets would advance at five and seven. And then let's say that there were, you know, the, the, the Texans and Chiefs were also both nine and seven. They'd have better conference records than the Jets. So they make it in ahead of the Jets, even if they would lose tiebreakers to the Dolphins. Right. Correct. So it's very, it's very, it's a way to sort of screw over teams in the division. It's very interesting. If people are wondering, the Jets, uh, if they win their last two games, all they need is the Steelers, Broncos, or Chiefs to lose once. Yeah. And, if, and if they went one and one, they'd need one of those teams to lose both times. And the crazy thing is that if all four of those teams end up at 11 and five, which could very much happen, Cincinnati beats Denver this week especially. Yeah. Uh, Denver misses the playoffs. Yes, correct. Then Denver misses the playoffs. Denver missed the playoffs at 11 and 5, which is crazy, but it could happen if the Jets win in New England this week, beat New England this week, which is unlikely but possible. And uh, yeah, but in fairness, I mean, I guess Denver is one of the best teams, but they're just going to be a weird team in the playoffs with their quarterback situation. All right, so let's talk about the game. Well, actually, hold on, hold on. we're not Bill's, even up to the games yet. Bill, Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal in today's podcast, they actually discussed the quarterbacks. If the Jets were to make the playoffs, the quarterbacks in the NFC playoffs in the AFC playoffs would be Tom Brady and basically five scrubs. You have Brock Osweiler, you have AJ McCarron, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, well, Dalton, I think, I think Dalton plays. Maybe. Um, you know, and then obviously Houston uh, has a tear. And then Alex also Smith, Dalton I, might, Dalton might uh, get a bye, in which case he almost definitely plays. Yeah, maybe. Well, it depends. If the Denver Cincinnati game and the reason that's but the Dalton in Dalton in the playoffs could be counted as a scrub possibly. <laughs> well, based on past precedent, that's certainly the case. All right. So, so let's, Let's let's get into these games quickly. There's there's a bunch of games. Wait, that didn't have no we didn't we in. promise the podcast list first? All right. So a quick warning. Akiva and I discuss podcasts for the next thirty four minutes. So if you just want to hear football, skip to the forty five minute mark of this episode. Oh, first, okay. So Akiva asked last week that each of us prepare our list of the top ten podcasts of twenty fifteen. We're both big podcast fans, not just as recorders, but as listeners. Is that right? Sure. Huge podcast fan. Been listening to podcasts my whole life. Yeah. All right. So uh, how does this work? Who's going first? Uh, you go first. You have more of a traditional top 10 list. But my rule was um, 
I'm not going to put anything that I'm connected to. Wait, stop spoiling my list. I know. I, I'm not spoiling. I'm just saying what my rule is. You just spoiled your list. Possibly. Okay. Uh, obviously, like, I, I'm not going to put Rob as a podcast, even though it's obviously one of my favorite podcasts, because, like, uh, I'm too connected. Like, I could only put it number one. It, it, it would be silly. Obviously, nothing I'm, I'm on. That would be absurd and, and terrible. But uh, so nothing like that, that I, that I would be connected to. So you're the, you're the guy who doesn't vote for yourself in the election. Oh, like, I would. Uh, I would. But but it's it's insane. It's like Damon Lindelof just put out a list of his top 10 TV shows of the year. He didn't put the leftovers on it, even though it's a lot of people's number one show, because that would be ludicrous. Not the not the rapper who Chris Bridges, uh, who for sure would name himself as like the top 10 actor of the year or something. Well, a- any rapper. That's like obligation, uh, you know, obligatory for rappers uh, to sell themselves. And, you know, you got to sell yourself. You know, in the movie Election, Chris Klein votes for Reese Witherspoon and he calls himself the election by that one vote. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Forget it. Cut that out. <laughs> Spoiler for a movie from 1999. OK. OK. Uh, so my my number 10 podcast of the year, you know, they've been bringing it year after year. They're one of the firsts. They're one of the greats. Uh, this American Life. Yeah, I'll tell you, This American Life for me, I, I only have a top five, and then I have five other ones that, you know, I, I, I you always... T- you, told me, you told me to do top ten, Akiva. <laughs> I know, but then I, I realized I don't want to I don't want to reward some of the ones from... No, I don't want to reward some of the ones six to ten, because I got some gripes about them. Uh, this American Life, the problem is, they'll hit a home run, one out of every six, and they'll have, like, two decent ones out of every six, and they'll have three that are total skips, total, you know, and they take every other week off, so... You could easily go like six weeks without listening. I don't think they have skips. What I think is, yeah, they certainly they replay a lot from old years. And if you've been listening for a decade as I have by now, you've you've covered most of those. Um, yeah. So, but because I have so many podcasts to get to, I always like when my podcasts don't have episodes because it saves me time. Sure. Uh, except except for the ones at the very top of this list, which I'm looking forward and as soon as the ones available, I listen to it. So I guess that's why sure. the Life is only number ten. Right. Because you know I don't love them that right. much. Right. So okay. So I'll, I'll put right. them as my fake ten, but I only have a top five. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so they were in your five others? Yeah, they're in my five others, yes. Ah, okay, all right. Okay, number nine, I have the podcast. Uh, Mike Schur, Ken Tremendous. We've been discussing him a lot lately. Uh, his father-in-law, of course, is Regis Philbin. Even and though he never he had, talks about it. <laughs> yeah, and he, has, and he has a podcast that he does with uh, Joe Posnanski where they come on and, and they have lists and rankings and fake arguments and they just uh, – baseball mostly – uh, it's called the podcast. It's very infrequent. It might be twice a month. It might be you know once in six months. But uh, the podcast with Joe Posnanski and Michael Schur, uh, always entertaining. Yeah, I will give uh, – I, I really like the podcast. It could have been in my top 10. It would probably be my top 15. I like the lists. They have a good chemistry. It's, it's funny that Michael Schur pulled the great move of being friends with like every like prominent Twitter person and writer ever so like no one could ever criticize his shows. That's a good move. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, you know, Poznanski's taken a lot of criticism over the last couple of years, especially among the crowd that he's normally so popular with. Uh, for example, you know, his hagiography of Joe Paterno. Yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what, and I'm a big Poznanski fan. I don't know if you are. I, I think you probably are. Gener- generally, yeah. Um, I, he probably has the worst agent in the history of mankind because every move he's made has been terrible. Like, he's never worked for ESPN, which is an insane move. I, I mean, not, I don't know if ESPN's never offered, but you should get them to offer. He went to Sports Illustrated, and that didn't work. His like he writes blogs on his own website, even though he works for NBC. Like, could you imagine like Bill Simmons writing half his columns for like BillSimmons.com when he worked at ESPN? Like a lot of that stuff doesn't make any sense. Uh, I feel like, y- you know, maybe you should become an agent. Make your first client Joe Posnanski. That'll be like your Jerry Maguire situation. Uh, and you'd like double his visibility. And-, and he's never on television, like his visibility and his salary within like 10 minutes. Yeah, he deserves more attention than he gets. Sure. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Well, so then my okay, so then my nine because that's not on my list. Um, 
they didn't have they only did three podcasts this year. Uh I'm talking about you talking you two to me. Um but the uh what's it called? The three they did included actually getting you to the band in studio for an hour, which is insane. Like a, a band of a, a show of basically the whole time that did similar to like what Rob and I do with uh with like Jerry, how we joke that he's always coming on the show. They did that uh for a while and then they actually got you two on the show and uh and, and they did a live show and they uh and they went to a live concert. Those are the three episodes, but it's a great podcast and it fills the void a little bit of the uh, recently the dearly departed uh, Analyze Fish, which uh, was Harris, Harris Whittles was half, half of it, so obviously that's never going to come back. But same idea, just talking about a band every time. But you'd think it doesn't work, but it's uh, it's great. All right, what's eight for you? Well, so hold on. So you know, Jer- Jerry Seinfeld came to your neck of the woods uh, last week, and pretty much every single person I know uh, was there. Yeah, but I didn't. Uh, you know why? Well, you, you know, know why? You don't no, cups? no, that's not why. Football Sunday. Oh, it was on a Sunday night. Yeah, oh, I'm not going. It was Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. Like, I'm not going. No way. Get out of here, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I actually, uh, you know, he started as, I think you and Rob discussed on the podcast, he started a residency at the Beacon. And um, I was I was indisposed at a work meeting at noon when the tickets went live. So I asked out my wife to buy tickets for me. And uh, she went onto the site at 12.02 and they were sold out. So Classic. Gotta, yeah, yeah, but can't I, you well, just go next month, technically? No, they sold out all first of the six uh the first oh. six months. Worth. Oh, he's doing six months and they're sold out. He, oh. he, the plan is to do it long term, but he, they put tickets for the first six months yeah. up for sale so far. I'm sure your wife is sick over it. She's probably throwing yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and actually you, you and Robin discussed this a little bit on your podcast. He is doing new stuff in everyone. His point is if you know, I know I month, had I had uh, maybe it's for the Seinfeld podcast this week, but I had someone go to the show and give me a big report. Ah, oh, there you go. OK, uh, by the way. So, you know, so you introduced two uh, sort of comedy podcasts there. Um, analyze fish. Uh, my, my my list is really lacking in comedy podcasts. By which mm-hmm. I mean podcasts in which the guests are like doing shtick. Um, I love comedy. You know, I'm, I think I'm a sort of a stand up nerd, and I you know I, I listen to tons of podcasts. Interviews no, you should we do like what, yeah? Should we do like your top five stand ups of the year? Well, not right now. We we're, this is in theory a football podcast. Okay, but um, but my point is I, I don't like so you know comedy bang bang for example, which I don't know if it's further up on your list. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, it's further up but, on my list. Spoiler. Yeah, but that's a podcast that everybody loves, and even though every person on that podcast is somebody I love, you know, like Jason Matsukis and Nick Kroll. Uh, you know, I did listen to their episode because people were saying it's one of the best podcast episodes of the year. I just I don't know something about comedy shtick uh, in a podcast form. You have to, I, you I have to get, to, you have to get into the world. All right. We'll talk about that podcast more later. Yeah. I mean, I've got a uh, judge, John Hodgman. I listened to for a long time. Mike and Mike eat snacks. I listened to for a long time. Yeah. Mike and Mike eat snacks would be very high on my list, but they only came out with a couple episodes this year. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You know, I prefer more interviewing comedians, uh, you know, not in a character. Um, so I don't, even though I love comedy, I don't really have a lot of comedy podcasts on this list. Uh, number eight, uh, in a very opposite direction is fresh air. Uh, Terry Gross, you know, she she interviews people. You know, one other funny thing is because everything that I sort of consume, whether it's interviews in magazines, interviews in podcasts, interviews on, you know, The Daily Show, Colbert, things like that, it's sort of the same guests come through when they're like selling a book or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'll hear like five five interviews with the same guy. And, you know, Terry Gross really goes in detail the most. It's also the topics are so diverse that I'll learn things. I would never listen to a podcast discussing, you know, the slave trade in Sierra Leone or, you know, Art of Madagascar or whatever, but, but I do listen and I think it sort of broadens my horizons. Um, my criticism of it is, you know, if, if, you know, if one were more right of center politically, I think it would be fair to argue that the Terry is a little harder on her guests from the right side of the spectrum than from the left side of the spectrum. What else is new with, with public radio? Yeah. All right. Uh, what's, uh, what's number eight on your list? 
Well, I, I, oh, but I should add that uh, Terry Gross is like that, but I would put Howard Stern above her in, in that I'll know like everything about a, you know, I'll have heard of like 20 podcasts with someone I really like, and then they'll go on Howard and uh, he'll get them out. And it's not, I don't even know if it's him. I think it's like Baba Booey and the research team getting the stuff. And then they just tell him like a few probing questions to ask, but he's incredible at, at uh, making the people comfortable to give him uh, the information. Anyway, so that was your number eight. Uh, my number eight, this isn't really a podcast in the sense it's cheating, but I check it out um, not every day, but then I'll catch up uh, like a month at a time. Uh, KXP, which is like an indie radio station in Seattle, puts out a song of the day and four out of five, nah, actually probably 13 out of 14, I don't keep, but like some of my favorite songs that I listen to uh, all the time on uh, my iPod, I still use an iPod, are, are KXP songs of the day. So I'll put that at number eight. So the podcast is just a song? Yeah, it's just a song. It's just a free song every day from like an up-and-coming band. Why don't I just listen to the song? Like, you know. What does that mean? But how would I find it? Like, how do you find new music? That's how I find new music. Oh, oh. well, you know, know, the whole shtick of of Spotify and a number of these different apps. um, Yeah, but you can't really use use Spotify overseas. Oh, and Pandora also? Because you can't use – I I don't know, but I, I to me it's just it's just worked. Uh, okay, all right. Um, okay, my next podcast uh, back in the world of sports. It's a hang up and listen. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Pesha, who uh, will be returning to this list later on. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's, it's a podcast once a week on Monday discussing sports over the weekend, the big stories. It's it's smart. It's not you know idiotic talk radio. You know, um, my you know, my problem um, with it is Stephen A. Smith. My problem with it is it's like it's on Slate, so like my assumption is that anything on Slate is not going to be able to teach me anything about sports. No, but they're very knowledgeable. Um, you know, n- now I'm going to sound a little bit sort of like a misogynist, but like when they have extended conversations about like women's tennis, mm-hmm. uh, other, other than Serena Williams, I will skip over that just because that's what I don't care about. Um, yeah, he likes tennis or something, right? Yeah, so they have Because I feel like yeah. the only people who ever mention it is like John Wertheim, who's Sports Illustrated's like tennis guy. Yeah, um, you know, but it's a, it's a, it is the smartest recap of the week in sports, I think. Yeah, but I'm not looking um, for really that. Do... I'm not looking for a daily yeah. or a weekly recap. You know why? No, no. Yeah. Because I'm arrogant and I feel like I know better than everybody else. So why do I want to hear what they have to say? Yeah, but that's every single show on ESPN is people talking about sports. Yeah, other that's than... why I don't watch Around the Horn, PTI. Yeah. So you watch take, nothing on ESPN take, pizza, other than – other... you watch nothing on ESPN other than live broadcasts of games. Games. Okay. There's but nothing then... that they could teach me. But why do you listen to analysis of like TV shows you like? Because I don't know everything about television. I've I've never been paid for my I've never been paid by someone for my TV knowledge. Yeah, um, you know the thing. But I mean, you read articles about sports, right? You read people's takes online. You read sure, yeah, because because Bill Simmons can teach me something or make me laugh. Zach Lowe. See, I'll tell you what the what the oh, key is. Bill Simmons teaches me nothing. Uh, okay, but he but he's entertaining. Simmons. He's entertaining, Bill Simmons. Yeah, you could make I I said or make me laugh. I think. It's here's the thing. So I'm a huge Spurs fan, right? San Antonio Spurs, not Tottenham. And and I, you know, come playoff time, I feel like I know just about everything about the team. But then you have someone like Zach Lowe who can teach me something about the team I watch, right? If if a really good guy, um, a really good uh, reporter or or you know, or analyst will be able to do that. Uh, or then you have someone like Barkley who will make salient points and. But more often than not, he's just saying them in a really entertaining way, which is fine also. The problem is, and this is my problem with football announcing and all sports announcing in general, is so many – like why am I listening to Solomon Wilcots talk about the Jets when I know a zillion times more about the Jets than I do – than he does? You know, I could go over the, every guy in their roster for an hour backwards and forwards with him. 
you know, and I've seen every game, every game they've ever played as a Jet. So, yeah. So no, you, other than Chris Collinsworth and one or two other guys, there's no one who, you know, he watches tape. He freaking bought Pro Football Focus just to have like a better understanding of each individual player, which is like an incredible commitment, even if it was also a business decision, possibly. You know, most of these guys can teach me nothing, nothing. You know, you need Tony Saragusa and Moose Johnson, who is unaware of football's played as a timed sport. You know, it's ridiculous. The second best analyst in the NFL is Al Michaels, by the way. No question. Oh, Al Michaels is terrible. He's the second I, best analyst. You're an idiot. I find, I find him really annoying. You know, actually, you talked about how you know every guy in the Jets uh, roster front and back. There was a guy I never heard of. You know, the Vikings defense is obviously really beaten up right now. So they're really, you know, digging deep. But there's a guy I never heard of who had an interception on Sunday. And so I went onto the roster to see how many guys I'd ever heard of. And there were two. And uh, one of them uh, within the reception on Sunday. Well, we know you've never heard of people on the roster. Anybody who's a hardcore fan of this podcast, uh, you've never heard of the backup long snapper. Now the yeah, starting long true. snapper. We learned that's that true. in the offseason. So. That's true. I did fail the roster game. All right. Okay. So uh, what's your number seven podcast? Okay. Uh, my number seven podcast um, is uh, How Did This Get Made? Really funny podcast. My complaint about How Did This Get Made is it becomes a little bit repetitive over time. And the movies a lot of times are so obscure. I, I, never, go, I never watch the movies. So I feel like after the first 25 minutes of the show – most of the gold has been mined, so I'm out of there. But it is still really funny, and I love Jason Manzukas, of course. Okay, yeah, Jason Manzukas is phenomenal. Is he the only? Um, is he the only like comedy person on earth at this point who's not on Twitter at all? Well, Jerry Seinfeld's not on Twitter, right? Yeah, he no, he definitely is, Jerry, because he's got to promote comedians and car getting coffee. Yeah, Jerry is on Twitter anyway. So. so I'm saying, is he tweeting, or somebody's just tweeting out advertising for the stuff he does? No, 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 no. he tweets. He tweets not often, oh, but okay. he'll tweet, he'll tweet about like a big Mets game, or he'll. He he'll like ask questions to the Mets beat writer sometimes even he's he's no joke with the Mets. Uh, okay, all right. My number six podcast is one that you already derided. Uh, it's another ESPN talk show. Around the Horn, Horn and PTI aren't very good, but the best one far and away is uh, highly questionable, uh, which is Dan Lebetard, his father Poppy, and Bomani Jones. So first of all, Akiva, have you ever watched the show or listened to the podcast? I've I have seen the show a couple times. Okay, so first of all, Bomani Jones is one of the smarter. Uh, you know, uh, guys talking about sports today. He also doesn't pretend to know, like he doesn't know anything about hockey, so he doesn't even bother pretending. Uh, Poppy is is just a really, really funny character. You know, you laugh at every single thing he says. He's basically your old Cuban grandfather uh, or, you know, other ethnicity. Uh, and Levitard also asks good questions. They have guests on and every they have a guest segment for like five minutes in the middle of every episode. And almost every single guest says something so revealing that it ends up showing up on Deadspin and other sites. Like, can you believe what so-and-so said? Like, whether it's a rapper admitting, like, who the, the topic of a song was or, 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 or an athlete admitting, like, which player in the locker room, you know, you know was having sex with which player's wife. I mean, they're just they, – they, really, they, they ask questions and they get really good answers from people. And then, um, and then the best part of the show is the last segment, uh, the last five minutes of the show, is they just show, like, silly, stupid videos – and then they make fun of the videos. And even though I'm a guy who's on Deadspin 24-7 and Twitter 24-7 and, and, you know, and a million other websites and, and Facebook, and if anything's gone viral, I've seen it. Every single day they have a video, whether related to sports or not, that I had never seen before. Um, and so that's where I go to get those. And they're always good. And But because I actually want to watch the videos, not only do I listen to the daily podcast, but I also DVR the show every day so that I can then – I listen to the podcast and then later on that night – I will fast forward on my DVR just to watch the last five minute segments that I can see the videos that I heard conversations about, but didn't yet see. So I'm committed to highly questionable. Wow. (laughs) I knew that's all you'd say. Congratulations. (laughs) All right. What's your number six? Uh, My number six uh, reply all. uh, I'd say more, but you guys know what you did. 
All right. Okay, so now we're in the top five. Uh, do you want to start uh, with your top five, or should I keep going? Sure, yeah, I'll give my top five. Uh, number five, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, it's my it definitely no, if if every podcast ever has an episode in my queue, it will be the first one I listen to, uh, which I guess says a lot. I'm ranking it number five only because he's on this rigid schedule of three times a week, which is a lot of podcasts. It's not like I need him to do four or five times a week, but one of them is always the Joe House podcast. And back to our other like our previous point, like Joe House isn't teaching us anything. He comes on and some dummy gives him you know, uh, a bunch of props every week that, about, like, what happened to the Patriots and the Cowboys in 1984, as if yeah, that is any that relevance. Is any relevance. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's true about Bill and Cousin Sal. They don't teach you anything about – Bill and Cousin Sal don't teach you anything about football. But Cousin Sal is really funny. No, but, but Cousin Sal's really funny and Joe House isn't. The only thing I want to see from Joe House is eating. I want to hear how much he ate at every meal. But And he's fine. I don't hate Joe House, but he should not be on every single week. That's absurd. Yeah. Uh, I agree about that. Bill Simmons, I have a number four on my list. I do. By the way, I like that. I like that. Um, what's it called? I like that. Uh, now they can talk politics. I like that. It, wouldn't you want to hear like 30 hours with Jacko talk about like it's so rare for someone in like the L.A. like uh, big time media world to have like this normal, you know, like to, you know, Jacko is like a hardcore Republican who, you know, he doesn't like Trump. But yeah, they're much more free to talk about things since they left ESPN. Um, you know, look, Simmons, one of my other issues with him is when he has somebody other than his friends on, he's really pretty bad, honestly. He's too sycophantic. He never asks a challenging question. He kisses their asses. Uh, the perfect example is last week, Abby Wambach in, and Abby Wambach was saying really stupid, ignorant things, including xenophobic things. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, yeah. and he was just like kissing her ass the whole time. and It was really frustrating. That is true. Uh, and, and he is never worse than when he's with Lena Dunham. And he basically, you know, like hits yeah, – not they, literally they, hits they, on her. But. They should hate each other. And they huh? both just – they should hate each other and instead they both just kiss each other's asses. So, And Lena Dunham has no idea what Bill – oh, yeah, what he does. Exactly. That's what I'm saying because if she knew more about his oeuvre, I think she would because he's done a lot of things that are very bro-ish and what she might consider sexist, etc. in the past. Yeah, but not but anymore. She, I feel like he's grown up. Well, he's become a little more politically correct but you know, he's still you – know, I don't know. I did my whole top ten in the order of if they all have a new episode, what's the order I'm listening in. So yeah, I do listen okay, to Okay, so this would just, be my number one but, but I'm punishing them yeah. for – yeah, yeah. I, so I, I listen to Bill Simmons, you know, all, when they come out every day. You know, it's, it's a lot of times it's sort of hate listening, but it was the same with his columns. I, I consume all of his product, and so so I have to give him props for that. All right, so that's my five, and it's your four. Or it's my four and your five. What's your four? Uh, my number four is Radiolab. They had a really good year. Uh, you know, they they uh, hit a home run almost every – like every episode they come out with is uh, is good, and then every few they'll hit like a real home run. All right, my five is uh, off the beaten track for for a, a larger general audience. Probably it's Gleeman and the Geek. It's a Twins podcast, so if you're not a Minnesota Twins fan, you're probably not going to love it. But Aaron Gleeman has a little bit of a national profile. He's um, you know, he, he's a good Twitter follower. Which as nation? Well. No, because he writes for NBC Sports. Got it, got um, you know, he, he's he, he's he's close friends with every other smart like Twitter guy. So like every time he tweets, Bill Barnwell and Jonah Carey, all those folks will respond to him. Um, so mm-hmm. they sort of have like a, an open conversation between them. And because I follow all of them, I see all sides of the conversation, obviously. Okay. Uh, so Aaron Gleeman is really good. And it's entertaining about things beyond uh, baseball and the Twins. Um, you know, a, a lot of discussion about Minnesota, uh, you know, Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, uh, good uh, food uh, restaurants and bars. And, you know, that's yeah. not relevant to it. Right, before we do number three, what's your least favorite podcast of the year? Uh, I see the things when I don't listen, I delete it. So it's hard to say. Okay, yeah, like I looked through my queue also. But then I like didn't have a couple things and now I'm realizing I forgot them. I really I'll give a couple recommendations. I really like the 
uh, Saved by the Bell episode by episode recap, which ended this year. That was called Go Bayside, I think. It, if it didn't exist, I would try and do it myself. But it's already been done, and and it was done well. She's not great, and she had like she doesn't make great points, but the if the execute like the idea is so good, and she has like some really interesting like you know Hollywood type guests on that it's worth listening to most of them. And then I don't want to, I don't know, I, I got to think about my uh, my least favorite. But um, all right, well, who's your third most favorite? Okay, uh, you I, you've already told me that you tried this podcast a couple times and didn't like it. But uh, I think it's gotten better and better, and that's uh, RJVP, uh, the Rosen- Rosenthal Jessenlich Vanity Project, uh, with uh, Greg, with uh, tastefully named Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com, and uh, famous comedian Anthony Jessenlich. Talk about football. Of course, Anthony doesn't really know a lot about football. He's a casual Steelers fan. And one reason, other than like my face and a lot of other things, why I would never make it in Hollywood is because I, I can never like do a show on a Sunday during a Jet game, you know? Or yeah. be on be in a movie that's like shooting in Serbia on on like Sunday during football. Like I'm not doing that. So anyway, um, but but so like that. That's how I know you're a casual. That's why there's no one in Hollywood that's for real. Because if they were for real, they wouldn't they wouldn't work on football Sunday, even if it meant throwing their career in the garbage. Anyway, but that's so the show has gotten so good. They already had one episode completely canned by uh by the NFL. They didn't let them air it even. Yeah, that, the fact that it's on the NFL Network annoys me because it makes me think that either I'm not going to hear anything good or it's going to be sad. No, it's good. And it, they make jokes out of what – like the next week he goes over what was cut. Although he, like with the one that's cut, he's not even allowed to describe it. But when he gets fired and like – this podcast is not going to last a long time because Justin Nick is a line crosser. Like he was on – he was the host of Last Comic Standing and he was like going on podcasts and like talking about how terrible it was. And literally he stopped watching it but at a certain point he was just like trolling – the whole show about how bad, like cursing at the editors because they would take out all of his good jokes. So he's not like exactly a team player. That's not really his thing, but he's my favorite comic going. And uh, oh wow, because I was gonna say Justin, like, you know, uh, you know, five years ago, him and Amy Schumer were dating. They were sort of the young, upcoming people, especially in the roast sure. game. Um, right, and he was a little he ahead had, of her. Like he was one roast yeah, ahead of her, and yeah, and, and he had that show on Comedy Central, which I watched, which was okay. Uh, but then he sort of okay, he, it was like yeah, yeah. But he sort of disappeared off the face of the earth since then, I thought, until he came back with this NFL podcast. What's he been doing? Other than well, that? he's his he you know, he tours. He's like he's one of the most popular comedians. By the way, he'd be perfect for weekend weekend update. But I don't think they'd hire. I think he's too big at this point. I don't think they'd hire him. That's like his that's what he was made for to do weekend update. But I think they might be afraid of him. You know, of course, they're afraid Donald. of him. Of yeah. course, they're afraid of him. I mean, I don't think Lauren's afraid, but I think the network would cry. Well, yeah, Norm McDonald got canned because, you know... He but it's weird. SNL rarely, like, has someone who's already famous. Yeah. You know, speaking because of, they uh, work, they're of, too expensive. Speaking of SNL, by the way, and we can update, Colin Jost, uh, an exciting moment in my week this week. Uh, he uh, he retweeted one of my tweets yeah. Saturday night right after SNL. You know, he was probably sitting at the after party and uh, scrolling through his Twitter mentions. So I was pretty excited about that. I felt like he's sitting in a room with Paul McCartney and Bruce Springsteen and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. And he's like, wait, let me see what Alex Chester's tweeting about. <laughs> <laughs> Think about how, like, if you're a shy person, I don't know if Colin Jost is shy or not, but, like, imagine if that was me, okay? Like, I'm there, I'm invited to the after party. I'm not having a conversation with Paul McCartney. I'm, of course I'm in the corner on my phone or maybe talking to, like, the two people I know there because that's petrifying. So, you know, again, having listened to tons of, of, of comedy, comedian interview podcasts, there's the whole – and I mean, you probably know about this because you worked at NBC. There's, like, the whole order of how the people take the cars from the end – from SNL to the after party. And there's ratings oh, really? and there's tiers. And at the after party, there's tiers of seating where you're allowed to sit, basically. Sure. 
And so um, uh, one, there's got to be like someone who's, whose full time job is like planning the after party. Oh, one person. There's like a, there's a team. It's like a huge thing. So, but the example that I'm th- thinking of specifically right now is um, Kayla Watkins. Yeah, she was on WTF with Mark Maron recently, and she talked about she happened to be walking out of the building at the exact same time as I forget who, but it was somebody. This is her first year. She's like a feature player, and it was somebody who's a real big deal. Um, I forget who it was, and so the guy on the show to, or a guest. I don't remember. It could okay. have been George Clooney. It could have been Jason Sudeikis. I honestly don't remember. Okay, fine. But um, but she talked about how as he was getting in his his limo, she held back. She has to go to her car. And he's like, no, no, just get in the car with me. And she was all nervous because she knows like SNL has a really strict hierarchy. And um, and she got in with him. And then they walk into the party together and he brings her to his table. And one of the staff of who organized the party went and like physically removed her and said, no, you have to go sit on the outer ring. So That's hilarious. It's, it's really pretty Yeah, intense. but Lauren doesn't want one of those featured players in the in in the inner circle. I mean, you're yeah, one. But, That's like, but, yeah, you got to work Colin up to Joe's, that. Colin Joseph, he's a head writer. I mean, he's schmoozing with whoever he wants at this party. Right. No, I, I'm just talking about like if I was on there. Yeah, but, but, but way, no offense, but like that personality would preclude you probably from becoming the head writer of SNL. Of course, right. or so. even like <laughs> going to an episode of the show <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> I mean, I've been there, you know, a few hours after they aired. I've talked about how, you know, when I would show up, sometimes I'd show up like 9 a.m. Sunday morning and, you know, we we share like uh, we're attached to them. And, you know, you'd have like the wacky, you know, elephant suits and costumes and props in the hall waiting for like the union guys to take them away. That was always funny in the morning. Yeah. All right. So um, my number three. And sometimes podcast. food like there was sometimes it was like Tina Fey like would leave us like I remember one time left the sign like here's some cookies for doing such a great job. And there's just like cookies out there. Free cookies. How do you know? How do you, you know Tina's handwriting? She said sincerely Tina Fey. I'll send you a picture. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know her handwriting, you idiot. All right. Um, my, my number three podcast, I don't know how many people are still listening to this podcast if they tune in for football and instead of you want to discuss podcasts for an hour. But if yeah. they are still listening, then um, they also have this on the list. And that's uh, 32 fans in 32 days. That's my number three podcast. No, oh, you're uh, an idiot. <laughs> it, it, it makes your whole list obsolete. <laughs> Do you know the best? You know the best order. Have you seen Star Wars, by the way? No, we discussed this last episode. So, you know, the best you know, the best order to see the Star Wars movies, right? Is well, I don't know. You, you don't know? It's the machete order where you take a machete and you destroy all the DVDs. All right, uh, keep going. Okay. Right, boy, One person liked that joke. All right, go. Yeah. Um, I, that joke actually completely destroyed my train of thought. I have okay. no idea what I was just talking about. Also, you don't get, here, but that's a thing. So. Like the machete order is like a, a recommended order to watch the movies. <laughs> I right. just made a bad joke out of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let, let's move on. I, I honestly don't know what I was talking about. What's your number three podcast? We we're talking about Star Wars. How else? Uh, my number three, it was RJVP. I already said it. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, number two, last week I said they were number one, but um, they're actually number two in terms of the order I would listen to it. Uh, and that's the gist with Mike Pesca. Again, it's 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 such a good. It's twenty minutes a day. The entire thing is so perfectly written. Um, and by the way, so I'm going to compare him to somebody you know who's more outlandish and more political than he is. But Keith Donald Olderman, Trump. No, I never really knew anything about Keith Olbermann. My I former coworker, Keith Olbermann. Yeah, I knew he was difficult to deal with and work with and all that. But um, I started downloading his podcast when he had that show on ESPN one or two years ago. And what impressed me was how smart the writing was. He wasn't just talking. Everything, he, every word he was saying had clearly been prepared, and it was incredibly well done. And that impressed he's like me. A, he's a genius. Oh, I, yeah. so I thought we were talking about Keith Olbermann. I don't know Mike Pesca at all. 
No, no, well, well, we are, but but that's the same thing with Mike Pesca. It's so every single word of his podcast is like pre-prepared, other than the interviews, obviously. He's really smart. I think he could be successful as a sports analyst. Analyst, I think. He'd be right, so I'm going to check him out. You as a stand-up comedian. I'm a little overwhelmed yeah. by well, the problem is if I like him, I'm going to have to like go back and like listen to a lot of shows, or no? Because no, they're... because they're so newsworthy. Okay. It's 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 so you you could if you wanted to. Um, I, I will say this a little bit too pretentious. Not him, but his fans. Um, two of our friends, uh, but they both mentioned on Twitter and they tweeted it out at Mike Pesca that the thing they were thankful for at this year's Thanksgiving dinner at their family, they told them was the gist. Now, like if someone said at a dinner that I was at, the thing I'm thankful for this year is the following podcast. I think I'd pour gravy on them and walk out of the room. Yeah, you throw the turkey in their face and, and punch them through the turkey. That, that's insanely pretentious, right? Like people, first of all, everyone at the table is like, okay, what's a podcast, you freaking dummy? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, given the difference. And then your aunt's like, why is this guy so not successful? I don't understand. <laughs> Guys, let's get back to talking about Donald Trump and how great he is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the, so the number two podcast. Uh, my number two, we already mentioned Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, it lost my favorite person on the podcast. Yeah, it lost it lost, uh, it lost. Harris Whittles, my, my, by far my favorite person in the whole world. Uh, it's one of these things where, like, a lot of times you people will say, like, oh, I'm so sad that, you know, uh, Robin Williams died. And he was – I loved him. But, like, had you had me rank my favorite people in Hollywood – in uh 2014 my number one and two would have been bill simmons just because like the whole empire that he has uh which like was destroyed and is annoying right it's annoying that grantland doesn't exist anymore for sure um and that the podcast took off for so long uh and harris whittles probably he might have been number one maybe just because he doesn't produce as much would have been number two um so I, you know it was the only time i've ever like really cared the celebrity died um i but so he's gone but anyway he's only on once or twice a year uh, the, it's funny, like, uh, Kroll and Mulaney are, like, such geniuses. Mulaney's one of my favorite stand-up comics. Uh, Kroll's yeah. one of my favorite uh, people who went to Solomon Schechter. By the way, I desperately tried to, I tried to get I tried to get tickets to the, the show that they're doing right now, the Broadway show. Yeah. And those were sold yes. out the moment they went out. Yes. Available. So, because I think they're doing them in small theaters also. It's, like, off-Broadway. Yeah, anyway, it's off-Broadway, yeah. um, that They're, like, super funny. And they're not even, like, the top 50 uh, Comedy Bang Bang characters. Like someone did a tournament on Reddit and I, I didn't really pay attention to it, but like I'd be surprised if they were anything other than like 16 seeds. And they're like geniuses, but the the roster is so obscene. Like Bo- Bobby Moynihan comes on once a year and has this incredible recurring character. It's a whole like really uh, elaborate world where the, the number one guy is Andy Daly, who uh, do you watch review or you don't watch review? Yeah. Yeah. So Andy Daly, the star of review, um, he hasn't really been on much this year. But he, um, at, like in last year, uh, in I think what was the number one episode of their show last year, if people, if they want to get into it, just listen to their like best 15 episodes of the year where they just do like the best scene from each of the 15 episodes, which the first one came out today. Um, it, that, you know, he has like 12 characters and Scott Aukerman, the host of the show, said he he had like a 20 page spreadsheet of like every characteristic of every character that he was emailing out to everyone who's going to be on the podcast with him. It, it, the world is so elaborate. Um, and it, like, it is very bit heavy, saturated, as you said, but like, once you get into it, it's, uh, you know, and there, there are definitely some clunkers. Like sometimes I'll even see the people like, oh, I could skip that one. But the, the biggest uh, addition this year was, uh, this guy named the timekeeper who literally just pipes up whenever you mention anything time related, but the bit is incredible. <laughs> All right. It's, it's, yeah, it's a hard thing to appreciate unless you're listening to it and you're in it, I think. So, but you're recommending people go listen to the best of, you know, the ones that are coming out now, the best of the year episodes of that one. And if you mm-hmm. like it, you can, there's a very deep backlog, obviously. Yeah. All right. Akiva, what's, what's your number one podcast in 2015? Well, why do I have to go first? All right. I'll say. No, my, I'll go my, first. I'll go first. I'll go first. 
uh, mystery yeah. show. It only had, I think, five or six episodes, but the Belt Buckle episode was definitely the best podcast of the year. Maybe the best podcast ever. Uh, you should definitely Ooh. listen to it. Uh, the yeah, Mr. Show was really great, and it's uh, it's Gim, you know, Gimlet, which is like start started with startup, which is definitely not on my list because it's way overrated. And their podcast about uh, the startup podcast where they did a series about some dating company was absolute garbage. And they did they have Reply All, they have this Mr. Show, and then they have another show with I think Judd Apatow or maybe Adam McKay. I think Adam McKay, and it's terrible. Um, anyway, the the uh, Mystery Show is. It's just she's like uh, Starly Kind, who you've seen, heard a lot of times on This American Life, yeah. solves a uh, like a pretty minor mystery. Like what like what is the scene on this Welcome Back Cotter knapsack referring to? Because we don't remember it from the show and things like that. And it gets into like incredibly elaborate detail um, about like trying to get to the bottom of it. Uh, and and like there was another uh, there's another one with a, like someone sees someone with a license plate. That's I love nine eleven. And they don't. And they want to find out if it's if they love nine eleven and it's like a terrorist, or it's like I love nine one one, you know, like Which maybe they're also... maybe they're like a nine one one operator and they got the the car before nine eleven or something. And I don't even remember the answer, but it wasn't someone who loves nine eleven. It was like an you old can, lady. You you cannot keep driving that car though after nine <laughs> eleven. Well, it's that's a funny episode. Um, where, where and... I lived in Tor- I lived in Toronto for a year in nineteen ninety seven. And there, there was and let a, me guess. Like you a, saw people celebrate? No, that's Donald Trump. All right, no, keep going. There was a convenience store like Bodega uh, around the corner, and the name of it was Milk Nine Eleven. Oh boy, which made which made no sense. I guess the idea is if you have a milk emergency, you can come here and buy milk because yeah. But isn't milk like uh, like how much? Isn't milk just a loss leader? Like how much how much money are you making on milk? I don't know. The name of this place was Milk Nine Eleven, and it okay. always like completely blew my mind that that's the name they went with. But you know what? I remember twenty years later, so it worked. Yeah, I was I like I had I poured a bowl of uh, fruity pebbles the other day, and I was out of all uh, dairy products in the fridge, and that was my milk nine eleven. All right, let's go to the football shows. <laughs> all right, uh, my number one podcast of the year, Akiva's gonna be bashful. It's a uh, Seinfeld the post show recap. Uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> Why? I'm not on that show. I mean, I was on one episode. That you're an idiot. Someone say it's the least popular episode. <laughs> Were the ratings lower, or there was this I don't know. I've never seen the ratings. I I don't know if one person listens to this to the podcast or fifty million. I, I have no idea. All right, let's talk <sighs> football very quickly. Let's go rapid fire. Okay, let's zip through these terrible games we don't care about. Uh, okay. San Francisco at Detroit. The season's over for both of them, regardless of what Detroit does. Yeah, tonight. Well, I'd say here's my new thing, uh, Chester. Pick the home team in these garbage games if the teams are even at the end of the season. All right, I mean Detroit's better, but I'm picking them anyway. So yeah, Detroit. So Detroit's going to win this game. I picked yeah. them even on the road, so I'm not. Yeah, yeah go. All right, uh, next terrible game we don't care about Dallas at Buffalo. Woo! By the wow. way, Dallas could win. I mean, I'm going to pick Buffalo, but Buffalo is in such. You know what's weird about the NFL? Like 20 teams don't make the playoffs. Like maybe you have a team like the Jets that's not going to, you know, uh, implode necessarily if they don't make it at nine and seven or ten and six or eleven and five. Uh, but then you have like. 15 teams every year that are in utter chaos that you know that that finish below 500 <laughs> and it's and like the bills did they really have a bad year like their quarterbacks tyrod taylor they have you know he's, they, he's been phenomenal yeah they have their running game has been really good they have one receiver they have like a lot of loose parts on defense but i mean obviously the defense should have been better but like this wasn't this team wasn't gonna win the super bowl this team wasn't gonna beat the patriots out for the division title so like best case what are they going to do? Like beat out Pittsburgh or KC, who are both really good, you know, for the for the wild card. Like they are exactly what they should be, minus like one game. So well, I don't they could they could they they could have been where Kansas City is right now. Ugh, yeah, I guess. 
you know, their offense is better, frankly. It's just their defense has been really bad. And their defense I mean, is isn't Alex Smith better than Tyrod Taylor, though? So, uh, look, Tyrod Taylor and Bill Simmons and Cousin Sale were making so much fun of QBR on their podcast today because they had Tyrod Taylor ahead of uh, Tom Brady. Like, guys, I'm sorry. By every stat, Tyrod Taylor's been elite this year. He has the fifth highest traditional quarterback rating in the NFL. He's I have no highest. problem with Tyrod Taylor. If your stat yeah, has saying, Tyrod numbers- Taylor over Tom Brady – then throw it in the garbage and light it on fire. But, but every stat does this year. You know why? Because well, then, has... then you, we need a better quarterback stat because I see Tom. You see Tom Brady play, and every single time he needs a first down, he gets the first down, and he's doing it with worse players right now. Okay, but than... Tyrod Taylor has fewer turnovers. He has higher yards per attempt. He's run for four hundred more yards. He's been sacked fewer times. You know, he hasn't fumbled the ball once, whereas Tom Brady's had several fumbles. The Patriots you know, the, play with a backup offensive line, and the Bills have like a high pressed offensive I'm line. I'm not arguing that Tom Brady is not as good as Tyrod Taylor. You are arguing. You say no, the stats better. Who's, who's saying, been better this year, Tom Brady or Tyrod Taylor? Tom Brady. Okay. But Tyrod Taylor has had a, And also, by the way, on Chester QBR, uh, Tom Brady is ahead of Tyrod Taylor by point three. Tom Brady <laughs> so or Teddy Bridgewater? No, Brady's been the number one quarterback in the league this year, I think. The announcer uh, during the Vikings game was like, Terry Bridgewater only has nine, and he was like looking at it, and he was shocked. Like, nine touchdown passes this year? That is shockingly low. He's, he's got to really improve that today. What's he going to do, like throw 14 touchdown passes to get to a respectable number today? He, he had five, so. Yeah, yeah. If he, does that, if he does that two more times, he's in Ryan Fitzpatrick territory. Uh, he's two behind Alex Smith. He's two behind Ben Roethlisberger. So, you know, he's doing all right. Uh, obviously, Roethlisberger missed a couple games. And Bridgewater also has fewer turnovers than, you know, the, Cam Newton and Carson Palmer, you know, to say nothing. All right, what's the next game? What's the next game? All right. I'm getting um, All right. Another game we don't care about, uh, Thursday night, San Diego at Oakland. Oh, man. There's there's no way they could even sell this game. But, but by the way, we both picked Miami just because San Diego had completely given up. Miami gave up more than San Diego gave up. I mean, Miami. Yeah, we didn't realize. That, we didn't realize. That, that, was, that was a disaster. I'm beginning uh, to think my Super Bowl prediction is not going to come true. Yeah, but Arizona is one of the two best teams in the league, so you get credit for that one. Yeah, I was all over at the Arizona thing. I really regret not picking them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, all right. Uh, Oakland uh, is going to win, probably, right? This is the battle to see, uh, you know, who's going to L.A. next year. Yes, loser leaves town, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think winner leaves, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, next one we don't care about. Chicago. Oakland, Oakland wins. Yeah. Chicago at Tampa. Chicago had a moment in the middle of the year. Actually, no, uh, I have to stick with the home team. San Diego wins. I take it back. No, Oakland is the home team. Oh, forget it. Oakland wins. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, Tampa. Chicago had a moment in the middle of the year. They got obliterated uh, last week by the Vikings. Tampa, their season ended when they lost at St. Louis last Thursday night. Um, you know, I think Tampa will win this game, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got too fired up about the podcast. I'm not paying attention. All right, yeah. All right. Jacksonville at New Orleans. New Orleans is the home team. Uh, you know, two teams who have offices that can uh, can move the ball, but, you know, neither one is doing anything this year. Um, I'll take New Orleans at home. What about you? Yeah, this is in- – what's the spread in this game? I know I, I guessed the spreads, but I, I never looked I at got, it. Really I got it exactly. It was three and a half. And what did I say, and three? You said five. Oh, yeah, five. That makes sense. Well, you gave New Orleans way too much credit. Look, Jacksonville just lost at no, home. No, I line. knew – see, if I was – like, I know that Jacksonville is a little bit better than New Orleans, but one, it's in New Orleans, and two, I, I – I thought that like that they get an extra point or point and a half just because they're the Saints, but, uh, but Jacksonville yeah, just I think lost the Saints at home to win this game. Jacksonville lost at home yesterday to Atlanta, who had lost six in a row. Yeah, yeah, no, Jacksonville does suck, but they can move the ball like that. You know, how, Bortles is going to throw for five hundred yards against the Saints. Let's not go crazy with the Saints here. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, moving right along. Especially if more. the Saints score early and like Bortles is going to throw fifty-five times, this could be a really interesting game to watch, even though it's meaningless. 
yeah. So those are the five meaningless games. Now we have games, and there's only we went the five. Did you like having five four o'clock games? I feel like the perfect number is four. Either way, it's way better than nine and two. It was good. It was better than most. Yeah, because we have three this week, and Green Bay in Arizona is a good game. You know, in Seattle, St. Louis um, is meaningful for one team, and and it's usually a good matchup. So maybe the Rams give the the Seahawks a game. Yeah, but that's the, not going to happen. But Jacksonville, New Orleans, maybe that carries. Maybe that carries the four o'clock hour. Yeah, the problem is there's th- that when you're watching NFL, you know, the Red Zone Channel, mm-hmm. there are s- many gaps during the four to seven o'clock window when they have to just yeah. discuss fantasy stats because yeah. there's no game going. So you got to have enough games to not have that happen. All right, you uh, know what so my biggest have, pet peeve in the world is, right? When they discuss the fantasy impact of a guy nobody's ever heard of who had two long random touchdowns. No, that's annoying. But okay. One, when they have the Thursday and Saturday games on the screen on Sunday. That's, oh, that's, yeah. But, uh, then they show leaders. And so, yes, for, for most of the day, the leaders are going to be the guys whose games finished yeah. three days ago. Who cares? Yeah, congratulations, uh, Geno Smith. You threw for one passing yard. You're third overall right now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's so but I, I I, But no, my biggest pet peeve is when the 1 o'clock games are still going on, even if it's not a great game, even if it's like a team down 14 with the ball, and then they're like, hey, let's check out Denver and Kansas City, see what's going on there in the 4 o'clock hour, just starting like, no, we don't need to see – even even if they're showing like the huddles between plays, unless they're going to commercial, never take us off a really good game at one o'clock. The four until the you know don't show us the four o'clock games until the one o'clock games are over. All right, okay. Uh, okay convince so just... me if you're Directv or the NFL. Convince me to to only watch on the Red Zone channel. That should be their goal. Yeah, I think they do a pretty good job of that. They do a good job, but you know if they they could do a little better. All right. Okay. So we covered the five games that nobody cares about. Now we have the three games that one team is in the playoff race, but it's going to be a terrible game. Uh, Cleveland at Kansas City. Kansas City is going to win. Next. Uh, could you imagine being a Jet fan and having to root for the Browns these next two weeks? Yeah, I was rooting really hard for the Broncos for you uh, on Sunday. And um, oh man. Also, I bet. I'm oh never yeah, coming. you. If you if we get the Jets like losing a close playoff game, that will be the best podcast that we could possibly do. All right, uh, yeah. St. Louis at Seattle. You just try to pretend this is gonna be a good game, but Seattle. No, it might be. Uh, St. Louis already won this game uh, in week. Yeah, one. but that was in, that was in St. Louis. Seattle's beating everybody right now. Yeah, nice. Seattle right now is an unstoppable monster. Yeah, um, but, I mean, I was discussing this with my dad. Like the Vikings have two scenarios: if they beat Green Bay in Week 17, they'll win the division and host Seattle in the first round. Yeah, that's awful. If they if they lose to Green Bay in Week 17. They will be the wild card, and they will play at Green Bay in the first round. And I said yeah, to my dad, true. being at home is good, but I think I'd rather go at Green Bay than Right, but you would also, Seattle. like, if you're the wild card, that probably means you also lost uh, in Green Bay this week. No, I'm saying, yeah, if they lose at Green Bay, they have, then they have to play at That's Green what Bay I'm saying, but that yeah. also yeah. means that you're, like, you lost in Green Bay means you lost in Green Bay, if that makes any sense. To a team that might not even be trying. No, Green Bay has to try, because the winner of Green Bay, Minnesota, wins the division and gets a home game. Oh, but you, even, if, even if they win this week and you guys lose? Yeah, if they win this week and we lose, that's the only way that that game isn't for the division. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. then I guess you get doesn't really matter for you but, unless but, that whole but, Atlanta but, thing plays. But out. then in that in that scenario, then Green Bay, having just beaten Arizona, Green Bay would need to play because they're playing. They could they could get a buy over Arizona. Yeah, right? Mike McCarthy doesn't even understand buy stuff. Don't get too yeah. excited. All right. Um, okay, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Uh, it's crazy that Baltimore won this game. It's crazy, I have to rely on Baltimore. Yeah. Okay, but this is the first game we're both taking the road team, right? Yeah. Obviously. All right. Now we got the next tier of games. The next tier of games are uh, the <laughs> the AFC South garbage. Indy at Miami. Indy six and eight. Uh, you know they need to win to, to still have a chance in this division, having lost to Houston. Luck last is week. not playing. That was just that was just made official. Luck's not playing. Yep. Um, I don't know. Who do you pick in this game? Uh, I really, I, I really honestly no. Indy. Don't know. Miami quit. Miami quit on their team. The Colts still have Chuck Strong. 
for two all more right, games. So you, so, all right, you're going to take Indy. Uh, fine, I'll take Miami just to make it interesting because we have to have some kind of disagreement here. Yeah, uh, yeah I would say a lot of game. unemployed coaches or uh, defensive coordinators are going to be watching this game scouting for when they have a meeting in two weeks. <laughs> hey, I really like what uh, number 72 on Miami did. All right, now we have the next game, which is a better game. I think Houston at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's played, you know, I mean, they lost, obviously, you know, but they played a a tough team this week. Um, I think Tennessee has been better than Miami most of the last few weeks. Uh, And so I think they could be Houston. We don't know who's playing at Houston. Is Brian Horner coming back? Do we know? TJ Yates is done for the year now. Yates is done for the year. So if it's Whedon, that's big trouble for them. Mettenberger is like one in like 40 in his career. How insane is it that Brandon Whedon – was on the Cowboys a couple weeks ago and now could be a starting quarterback in the playoffs for a different team. It's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he just skipped from the garbage NFC East to the uh, even worse AFC South. Um, I'm going to pick Tennessee. Why, how, why'd they get rid of Case Keenum? He would have been, he would have been good in that spot. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you, you liked Yates. Um, they had Yates. They yeah. Thought. Yates was right, fine. Uh, He's a lot better than we so did. I, I, so I'm picking Tennessee to win this game. What about you? No, they didn't have Yates. They picked up Yates. They picked up Yates was sitting at home. They picked him up uh, during the season. So, so who was... That's how desperate oh, oh, they are. Oh, Brian Hoyer. Wait, we're talking about Tennessee. They there. just had yeah. Hoyer and Mallett. They had Ryan Mallett. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think that didn't... I don't remember the oh, third they, string situation. I think it was, was Tom Savage. They they cut someone or put someone on the IR during... Yeah, Mallett's uh, on the Ravens now, by the way. Downs. All of these terrible quarterbacks shifting between teams, it's actually out of control. It is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Usually, right, like, I, you know what, what, you know, everyone's quarterbacks, but... Uh, all right, but we got to pick up the pace here. So Houston at Tennessee. I'm saying Tennessee's going to win this game and uh, and make uh, Houston and India still up for grabs in Week 17. By the way, do you notice that other than Kellen Moore, there's not a single like young quarterback who's playing these last few weeks? Like none of the bad teams even have like a other than the, the Rams. I'm not sure why they're not playing Mannion if well, he's injured Johnny, or something. Johnny, Johnny Menzel. No, he's. I don't even count him. He was like. Uh, I mean, I guess he's a, he's a second year player. No, no, no I'm saying because he was like he yeah he's a second year player and he's like he's in there you know. He's like the starter. That's you know. I mean, I guess he counts, well, the, but no, the nobody's playing, playing like their fourth round is, project. Well, but that's that's what Johnny Manziel is. They're playing to see if they should bring him back. We're right. Okay, not. fine. Yeah. But nobody else is playing their project, like the yeah. Rams or. I don't know All right. Zach should the Giants play in the Seab in the last two weeks since they're done anyway? <laughs> wow! Um, gonna, someone should call Mike Frances and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm picking Tennessee to beat Houston at home. Uh. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Mettenberger train. He's gonna go to two and fifty all time, Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, you're you're being Tennessee also. Oh wow, I thought that was a big yeah. upset pick for me. All I'm right. going home teams all the way, baby. Okay, all right. Now the next category we have uh, is teams that have pretty much clinched the one seed against teams that ain't making the playoffs, but uh, you know. Wish they could. Very specific category. There can't <laughs> yeah. be more than two games in this category. Yeah. So the first of those games, Carolina at Atlanta. You know, Carolina's 14-0. They have to go for undefeated. Please, 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 Riverboat Ron. Don't do that idiotic thing the Colts did that one year where they rest guys against the Jets. Like, play to win the game. Go for history. Um, and if you do, you'll destroy Atlanta. All right? I think he got a little scared off. I don't know if you were reading Monday Morning Quarterback this week, but uh... – I think he got a little scared of uh, with all like the injuries going around the league, and they had a few like almost injuries. The Jets had like four like looked like ACLs, and guys came back in the game three plays later. It was crazy. Well, hold on, just I just want to point out though, Carolina could still not be the one seed if they lose out and Arizona wins out. So yeah, but but you know what? If they don't have Cam Newton in the playoffs, I mean, they saw it firsthand last year, right? With uh, Arizona, like yeah. if you don't have well, your, if, you know you got to all right. If Cam Newton gets banged up. So, yeah, but you have a not. running quarterback who takes more, you know, five more hits a game than uh, the average quarterback. All right. So are you saying that you think Atlanta's going to win this game because Carolina's not trying? Who's Carolina's backup, by the way? It's Derek Anderson. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't forget it. Cam Newton should just play in the shotgun and not run. 
right, uh, I'm picking Carolina to win this game easily. Yeah, they'll win. Uh, oh, they, oh, I thought, if I thought they, you were going to go the other way. If they had a decent... No, I don't know. I, the star is going to play this game. There is a chance... I mean, if you're Ron Rivera and you're so irrelevant, <laughs> like, in, not he's irrelevant, but, like, the Panthers aren't, like, a relevant national team on their own. I mean, obviously... 16-0 is pretty damn relevant. That's what I'm right? saying. Like, yeah. you know, legends last forever. Someone wins the Super Bowl every year. As a fan, yeah. it would be cool. Of course, I don't want to see the record broken because then you have nothing to root for. Yeah. Then it's like you. Then it's like you know what it is. I, I didn't. I make this case early on the podcast, but I yes, just thought yes, of the, yes, yes, I just yes, thought yes. of the best analogy possible. Oh my god! You love okay. a video game, Chester, right? And you're up okay. to level thousand and level two thousand, and then you beat the game. You know what's not fun anymore? That game. That's like beating. This is like beating the video game. No, then you go you know back and you, you know play and you try you know and play it without, without getting power-ups or whatever. You know, you're you know what's like 10% less fun? You know what's always – like my college roommate always played uh, video games on the easiest level. He would refuse to play it on the hard level. Like even if he could easily destroy them? Yeah, yeah. He would win like 80 oh. nothing, but he didn't want to play oh, on the hard okay. level. Oh, because you always start on easy, but I don't know why you're hanging no, out. No, no. He this. would continue yeah. on easy. He didn't want to play anything other than easy. We both hate the 72 Dolphins, and the 72 Dolphins were not a particularly good team. Uh, you know, they had one of the easiest schedules in history. They won all their games really closely. They just ended up being undefeated. Now we have to hear about them forever. Say what you will about this Carolina team. They're better than that Miami team in 72, but they're not an all-time team. So how funny would it be if they are the other – if they end up this season at 19-0? Well, what if they go 16-0 and lose their first playoff game? That would be hilarious. Well, um, what I think is going to happen, I think I think that is what's going to happen. I think they're going to go 16-0. I think they're going to lose the playoffs. And then idiots are going to say, oh, they should have lost the game. Like, you know, and every well, year – Well, Seattle – let's say Seattle's there. And then uh, Green Bay beats you guys, let's say. I said, no, Seattle. Yeah, no, I talked about this. I said Seattle and then, Carolina. And then, the and then Arizona, destroy, Arizona destroys Green Bay. Seattle at Carolina in the second round is really a toss-up, I think. Yeah, that is a toss-up. But I think Arizona beats both those teams, honestly. Every year when there's a team from a non-power conference, like St. Joseph's a couple of years ago from Atlantic 10, who goes into the tournament undefeated, and you know they're not yeah. going to win the tournament. Or, or yeah, look friggin' Jameer yeah. Nelson. Yeah, or or look when you had Kentucky last year. And then Who's the, the other good player on that team besides Jameer Nelson? Scotty. Um, no. Scotty Scotty Scooty Penn? No. Scooty Penn? I don't know. No, um, you're making that up. That was he was on Ohio State. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's right. Um, it was another guard though. He played in the NBA. Yeah, it was a guard. Well, yeah. that's why they lost because they their best two players were like six one. Yeah. Well, I, I, actually, Jameer was like five ten, but um, you know, it, it, it oh, would. Sure. Idiots like Tony Kornheiser then say, oh, you got to have a loss before the tournament. You know, don't go undefeated. It makes more pressure. That's stupid. Carolina's going to go 16-0 and because the last two games on their schedule are easy. And then they're going to probably lose in the playoffs because the teams in the NFC at the top are really good. And they're not much more than 50-55% to beat Seattle and Arizona in consecutive weeks. And then New England possibly in the Super Bowl. So if Carolina goes 16-0 right. and loses in the playoffs, it's not going to be because they went 16-0. and and that's uh, The other player was Delonte West, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um yeah, well, who's much more memorable than Scooby Pence? So I don't know why I said that. It's a long time yeah, I, I also yeah. thought it was someone who didn't make the NBA. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so now we have the other game in that sort of that genre. It's New England at the Jets. Uh, you know, New England, all of a sudden, a week ago, we thought they were, you know, going to play in the first round. Now they're back there, you know, looking to clinch the one seed uh, thanks to injuries and other troubles for Cincinnati and Denver, especially at quarterback. Uh, you know, the Jets, obviously, this is a must win. I'm sorry, Akiva. I uh, I would like to see the Jets win, but I, I think New England's going to win this game. Yeah, of course New England's going to win this game. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't want to go on a limb. All right. Okay, so now we have the uh, the four best games of the week. Uh, the, the first one, Washington at Philly on Saturday. It's not a good game because it's the NFC East, but it's a relevant game because, you know, the winner of this game, driver's seat for the division. I picked – I thought Philly would only be favored by two because I thought Washington is clearly the better team here. 
And for some reason, Philly's favorite mm-hmm. by three and a half. Like, that's really surprising. Yeah, it's funny. As someone who, you know, we played, we, I'm on the Jets. We played them both this year, uh, Philly and Washington. And uh, we, cr- I mean, we were actually losing at halftime to Washington, but we annihilated them, like, every single play from scrimmage the entire game. And we were down 24 nothing to Philly. So I sort of see, like, Philly's A game is a billion times better than Washington's A game. But obviously, no, Washington is like, Philly's no, a Philly's A team. game. Philly's a 6 and 10 team. Washington's a 9 and 7 team. Washington's a better mm-hmm. team than Philly. They're better offensively, they're better defensively. Washington has, like, three good players in their entire team. I've, like, they, I, I think I said this in Kirk, the Kirk Cousins, said been been much, like, Kirk Cousins has been much better than Sam Bradford. DeMarco Murray doesn't even oh, play no question. anymore. DeMarco Murray doesn't yeah, even Murray, play anymore. Yeah, another problem, by the way, with the schedule is a little off the beaten track. This this Philly Washington game is on Saturday night. Uh, Cincy Denver is on Monday night, and the Giants Vikings, which is an okay game, is Monday. Like, there's only one good game Sunday, and it's at four twenty five. I mean, the actually the Jets Patriots is a good game. But I mean, this what you want is all the best games to be on prime time, so you can't complain about that. Three it's, of the four. Well, best- yeah, except except Thursday night. We waited all week yeah. for Thursday night, and then look what yeah, we got. Yeah, but the, the four best games of the week are prime time Saturday night, Sunday night. Sunday night, later Sunday night, and Monday night, which is perfect. Um, Will you you watch – how about this? Will you watch the Oakland-San Diego game? In its entirety? Is this like a dare? Will you watch a minute of it? I'll definitely watch more of them. And I watched a bunch of St. Louis-Tampa Bay last week because that's what the NFL does to you. Yeah, but one of those teams was alive. These teams are both eliminated. Not at the second quarter. They weren't. Also, those those terrible uniforms are fun to uh, watch and make fun of. Uh, So here's the thing. I just didn't watch as much – I just think Washington's much better than Philly. I'm gonna pick Philly to win this game just to make uh, more, in, 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 you know, in, uh, interest in Week 17 in that terrible, terrible division. So I'm gonna. Pick well, Philly. hold on. You get with the person who you picks gets the victory and adds more interest. I don't understand what you're saying. No, I'm, I'm rooting. I like want you're Philly adding to win. interest by picking the Eagles. No, no, no. I'm saying if Philly wins, there's more interest. If Washington wins, they could wrap up the division, right? If Philly wins, yeah, no, then the division goes to Week yeah. 17, and I want that to happen. So therefore, I'm gonna pick Philly. What about you? Yeah, I mean, the the first game they played was basically even. Washington won by a field goal at home. So I'm going to pick Philly here. Even though, I mean, rem- you have to remember, like, so Philly stopping being an NFL team for three weeks. In hindsight, the loss at home to Miami is a horrible loss, right? Even though at the time Miami was playing much better. The fact that they went to uh, overtime with Dallas without Romo is horrible. And then the, and then the, the, the 90 points in two weeks with Tampa Bay-Detroit are horrible losses. Yeah, they have but they won in they won in New England. That's my point. Their ceiling yeah, is higher the, than Washington. No, they they were they had a terrible game against New England. They won because of three tur- uh, return touchdowns and because of crazy flukes like New England kicking. A, I mean, that was. Did you watch the game? That was the flukiest game of the year. Okay, uh, like they were New England outplayed them. They didn't. Outplay Washington lost by seventeen to New England. I don't even think Bradford had two hundred yards in that game, and they didn't run for very much. They, they you have a quarterback had, who's who hasn't hit two hundred yards since college. And, yeah, you, and the, you talk about last, him in reverential terms. Sorry, the, uh, la, the, la, the last two games when he's been literally perfect, but for one play at the end of Thursday night. Does your uh, Does your dad still listen? By the way, or does he hate me too much to listen? Oh, my dad doesn't want to listen to a podcast. Oh, he doesn't listen. No, he's never listened. Then how does he know that I'm so anti? Um, I'm so anti Teddy Bridgewater because I think I had him listen to like this episode. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. But he's not a fan of Akiva. All right, so let's get to that game. Uh, Giants at Vikings. As we said, with with, um, with Odell Beckham Jr. out, it's really the, the Giants' whole offense is out. This is an absolute must-win for the Giants uh, to stay alive. The Vikings, as I said, you know, still in, in uh, you know, still control their own destiny for the division, so it's a must-win for them. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, you know, as the headline set of Deadspin, 
had a perfect game uh, yesterday. I mean, he was literally perfect. He was 17 for 20. The three incompletions were two drops and one that was batted out at the line. Um, you know, he um, had four touchdowns in the air. He had another on the ground. It's his second fantastic game in a row. The week before, obviously, he had that incredible game against Arizona, and then, you know, he got the strip sack to end the game. And the funny thing is that when the Vikings don't have Peterson, they seem to do better. Richwater does better. And I think it's because they're opening up the offense, and they're, and they're letting Teddy throw the ball down. They, they sort of limit him when they depend on Peterson, and it's to the detriment of the offense because Teddy can throw the ball if they actually give him a chance, which is what he's proven the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'd say with – I you know, I'm picking the home team anyway, especially without Beckham. Um, I, I feel like the Giants have two modes. You know, they pull stuff out of their hat or they lay down and die. I think this is a lay down and die season. I think it's sad because Coughlin is almost certainly done and he seems like a nice man. And maybe they could make him advisor up in, uh, you know, the stands. But or put him just put him in the um, put him on the field so we can still see his red face. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the Vikings are going to win this game. They're going to bore their way into the playoffs. All right, so, so the, the, the other part of this, and I think I discussed it in the preseason, is Eli's career game log against the Vikings is really, really bad. Uh, you know, one touchdown on four picks, one touchdown on two picks, two loss fumbles. I mean, he's just had disaster games against the Vikings. Um, other than when they played Detroit. Are you, like Joe Hous- are you Joe housing me where there's like some of these games happened? Well, some of them happened 10 years ago, but some of them also happened two and three years ago. He always had bad games against the Vikings, although he usually does worse at home than on the road, actually. Um, yeah, I think the Vikings are going to win this one, though. And uh, let's, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, our, our second game of uh, runner-up for game of the week, Green Bay at Arizona. As I said, Arizona technically could get the one seed, uh, but, but what really is at stake here is if Arizona wins, they essentially clinch the two seed. And the Packers, who, you know, they could end up as the six seed even, or they could end up uh, as the two seed. So they have a lot to play for. The Packers could really end up anywhere. Uh, but Arizona is clearly the better team. Uh, you know, they, they absolutely annihilated the Eagles last week. Uh, the Packers aren't annihilating anybody. They beat the Raiders, but it wasn't particularly impressive. Um, you know, Arizona played the Vi- a banged-up Vikings team last week really close. But I think that um, I think Arizona is going to beat the Packers pretty easily in this one. Yeah, you know, I'm all in on Arizona. Uh, the Cardinals are going to win. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get to the last game of the week. Cincinnati at Denver. Last week, we speculated that if Brock had a bad game against Pittsburgh, Peyton would be back for this game. Uh, Brock played pretty well. Obviously, not as well in the second half as the first half. Um, yeah. I mean, he showed he showed the most he's ever shown. Right. Yeah. I mean, their defense. Like, we which, know he has a little bit of a ceiling. Their defense have been incredible all year, and Pittsburgh just destroyed them the way that nobody else managed to, including the Packers, including, you know, the Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. Who's going to win this one? It's AJ McCarron, so I just say Denver, right? So uh, McCarron's playing. Yeah, they just announced that. Uh, yeah, Denver, I, I don't know. Denver, to me, I think the Vikings are going to ruin a – I started saying this before. I think uh, your son cut me off. I don't know what got on. Uh, the Vikings are going to ruin a playoff Sunday, probably that Sunday at 1 o'clock spot with uh, you know a 27-10 loss in Lambeau. Uh, I, I, I worry that Denver is going gonna, is gonna to ruin a playoff game also because their offense is so inept. Yeah, their defense is, 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 you know, the best defense. I'm going to pick Denver in this game. So the problem is now we agree on every game this week except uh, Indy at Miami. And I only picked Miami for the sake of us having a disagreement. But it is a little upsetting that my entire, uh, you know, my entire effort to beat you in week 16 is dependent on the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphin. Listen, my my effort to win this, to have my Super Bowl pick right is still dependent on them too. So that's right. I, totally, I feel totally your fair. pain. Do you yeah. think... Um, can the Broncos win the Super Bowl? We discussed this a few weeks ago. Can the yes. Bengals win? The, yeah, but I, things change. Can the Bengals win the Super Bowl? Yes. Can the Vikings win the Super Bowl? No. 
So the Redskins can't win, right? Can can what? Can the Redskins can, win the Super can, Bowl? Can, no, of course not. Can, can they can win, win the first? Can the, well, can the Packers win the Super Bowl? Yes, but it does not seem very likely. Okay, and obviously the Steelers can win it, right? I suppose, yeah. And if the Jets somehow make it, they can't win, correct? No. And the Chiefs. And what about the Chiefs? Well, here's the thing: because the AFC is bad, any team in the AFC in the playoffs, other than Houston. Could, could make it to the Super Bowl. And once you make it there, you know. Yeah, of course. No, obviously, if a team could make it, then they can win. Yeah, um, so that's... So the, but the, do you know who the best team the Jets have beaten this year? The Reds, the Redskins. They lost to the Raiders. The um, best team yeah. they beat is the Redskins. The, the, second de- the second best team they beat is the Giants. Or the I guess the Colts. They beat the Colts with luck. So that's in Indianapolis. That's not a bad win. So the interesting thing, you know, as, as a kid, as you know, I've been doing weekly NFL power rankings since 2007. And every yeah, week, yeah. obviously, some teams move up and some teams move down. This past week, or this week, regardless of what happens in Detroit and New Orleans tonight, the top twelve is exactly the same this week as it was last week. There is no movement in the top twelve. That has never I've never I've never even had no movement in the top I have a good point for you. I have a yeah. The if you exclude the Denver Broncos, the twelve teams who are currently in the playoffs all won this week. And and exactly. Denver Denver you know, Denver lost only because they're playing another one of those teams that can't both win. Uh, and that's exactly right, because of the top twelve teams I had Everybody won except Denver lost, but they didn't lose. By the way, it's smart of us to put our like best football points an hour and 30 minutes in after an hour and a half of nonsense. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, Denver lost, but they're not going to move behind the Vikings or the Jets uh, Mm -hmm. with that loss. And then the Giants, I have at 12 and they lost, but they lost a close one of the best team in football. And I'm not going to move them below. I mean, everybody below them also lost. Buffalo, Oakland, Philadelphia, Tampa, Chicago, they all lost last week also. So um, the top 12 I have is, is exactly the same. Uh, and the bottom is also the same, actually. Um, so, yeah, the, the NFL is really sort of stratifying. Uh, all the favorites won last week. Uh, this week we have a couple games between good teams, and so hopefully uh, we'll get a little bit more movement at the top there. Uh, and hopefully no more injuries because, you know, uh, Teron Matthew went down. He's out for the season for Arizona now. It's really, a, you know, just a war of attrition to see who's any guys by the January. Right. Yep, war of attrition. That's that's just uh... – Well, so my question is, is it, worth, is it worth it to get your injuries? So, you know, the Vikings the last three weeks have been missing their – best three players on defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, also obviously, uh, you know, Andy Dalton is out right now for Cincinnati. But is it better when you're going to the playoffs anyways to be missing these guys in December? If you keep winning, it gives more confidence to the backups. And then hopefully they'll be back and healthy in the playoffs. Right? Are you calling for the intentional minor injury? Because that's a that's a new move. That's next well, level stuff as pro, as PFT commenter would say. Anyways, Kiva, this, this podcast is well over an hour and a half. I'm going to be editing it until four in the morning tonight on my wife's birthday unless. So we're going to sign off here. Wait, wait, wait. You're, supposed to say, you're supposed to say whatever. Whatever. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.